0: Welcome to Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. I'm your host, Ceci Diaz. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Benevolence Podcast is a ministry where we uplift and encourage through testimonials and conversations that are important in our Christian walk. I pray that as you tune in every week, you are blessed, empowered, and encouraged to be the best version of yourself. You are tuning into Episode 2, Trusting the Process. On this episode of Benevolence, I have the honor of having one of my dear friends join me at the table today. A few seasons back, she joined me on an episode to talk about body positivity and her real estate experience. I reached out to her again because since then, she has been dealing with a chronic illness. But let me tell you something, she is thriving through it. She is so transparent on her social media platforms. She shares with us her experiences and she has shown so much bravery despite the setbacks that this illness has had on her. Today, she will be sharing with us her experiences battling this illness and how she is able to overcome um, throughout this season. So without further ado, I have the very lovely Natalie de Oliveira um, joining me at the table today. This conversation was recorded digitally due to our season of social distancing. So make sure to sit back, relax, and enjoy this inspiring episode with my dear friend, Natalie de Oliveira. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for joining me on another episode of Benevolence.
1: Thank you so much, Seti, for having me back. I'm so excited to be back on another episode.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. It's been what two years? Yes. It's been two years. And you were you joined me on an episode and we spoke about body positivity. We spoke about real estate because you had just started your journey as a realtor. And I did. We you work in a totally different place than where you are now. So I remember we had lunch, maybe like I don't know it was two months ago.: Yeah, it was about two yeah. months ago. yeah, and we had such a great conversation about life. It was and such a good time. The hours just flew by. It really did. So I just wanted to bring you back because I know that a lot has changed in the last two years, and I feel like your story needs to be told. Um, so mm-hmm. that people understand, you know, the grace of God over your life um, since that time that you were with me two years ago till now. So um, I just want to go ahead and dive right in, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, Absolutely. If you would just want to go ahead and start your story um, of what has been going on in the past year or two.
1: Okay. So about over a year ago, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So that's something we hear, you know, on the television that sometimes we're not really paying attention to. We hear it in the background. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened to me in 2019. Now, what is Crohn's disease? Crohn's disease is an autoimmune disease. And it affects um, the GI tract, so your colon, your intestines, and it can affect anywhere from your uh, esophagus to your anus. It can affect your skin, everything, your vision, Mm -hmm. ulcers in your mouth, everything. Mm -hmm. So I started to get um, symptoms back in 2018 and around the end of summer of Mm -hmm. 2018. And some of the symptoms were urgency to the bathroom um some blood in my stool uh so something that I should warn you this episode is gonna have you know poop oh yes I'm so sorry so if you're queasy or if you know I don't know if this is an episode for you because it's yeah it's TMI We're-
0: exactly if you're sensitive to these types of things maybe this is not the episode for you to tune in but um <laughs> so
1: this is lots of tmi and i'm gonna be an open book yeah you guys.
0: and you know i commend you natalie because you've been very very um exposed mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if that's the right word like you've you've been very transparent there we go Thanks. you've been very transparent on social media with your um crohn's disease journey and yeah. that's why i wanted you to come back to kind of like put it down on an episode, you know, so you can really talk about it um, in its entirety, because people are just seeing snippets of like your good days, your bad days, the days where you have to take medication. But at least with Mm -hmm. you here, you can really lay down what it's like, how it has Mm -hmm. affected your body, what has, how it has affected yourself mentally, and um, Mm -hmm. how you're able to get through it, Um, you know, because it's still an ongoing journey for you. So first, yes. thank you for being transparent and thank you for your willingness to come back. Um, thank
1: you.
0: I know that this process, you know, there's a lot of people who deal with things and they, mm-hmm. they probably just keep it to themselves, you know, because they have their mm-hmm. own illnesses or whatever whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. But thank you so much for your transparency. So you have, a, it's, it's an illness, a disease. What, what, what yes. can we call that?
1: A disease. Yeah. Yeah. Crohn's disease. So it falls under, it falls under irritable bowel disease. So there are two categories. There's ulcerative colitis and Mm -hmm. there's Crohn's disease. Okay. So the symptoms that I started to feel back in 2018 was the urgency to use the bathroom, um, blood in my stool. And that was the first red flag, but I kept pushing it aside because Mm -hmm. I was scared. And uh, I didn't want to face reality because when you Google, when you go to Google blood in my stool, the first thing that comes up is like cancer, you're dying. So I didn't want to accept the reality. I was afraid. And then finally, I decided to make an appointment with my general doctor, and she did some blood work. I told her about the blood in my stool, and she referred me to a gastroenterologist. And with the blood work um, my cholesterol came up, came back very high. So that's what pushed me to want to lose weight. I wanted to be healthy. It wasn't about a number. It wasn't about an image. Mm -hmm. It was just about being healthy and getting my cholesterol low. Mm -hmm. So that is also kind of the beginning of like my weight loss because 2019 was a very Mm -hmm. eventful year regarding my health. So I never went to the gastro in 2018. She referred me, but I didn't go. I kept pushing it aside up until February of 2019. In in February, I developed a hemorrhoid, which if you don't know what a hemorrhoid is, it's like little skin in your butt. Sometimes it can be inside. Sometimes it could be outside. Mine was outside. So I could feel it. It was uncomfortable, painful. I Mm -hmm. would get, you know, blood. So that was a learning, and that's when I decided to finally go to the gastro. This gastro ordered me to do a colonoscopy and an endoscopy, which is a camera that goes down your throat. The endoscopy goes down your throat, and the colonoscopy goes up your anus. So I did both of those exams, and it came back, and it showed that I had a lot of inflammation, and the doctor said that it was ulcerative colitis which falls under the irritable bowel disease. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what that was. I was in denial and the doctor as well, I was not happy with because I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel, you know, like he was paying attention to me. And he was, he completely like disregarded my hemorrhoid problem. So I was, he prescribed me some steroids. So that was the first medicine that I started to take to kind of calm down the pain. And I did get a little bit better. I wasn't in a like in a lot of pain like I am now. And throughout this time, I still had the energy to exercise. I was still eating pretty normal and up until I would say June, July, I lost 30 pounds. All from mindful eating and exercising. Wow. So I did that all on my own. Coming August, I took a trip to Europe and Puerto Rico. And I had some stressful moments on that trip and, you know, eating different foods. And I started to feel a lot of pain on my bum when I would go to the bathroom mm-hmm. like sharp cutting pains, like glass coming out of my booty. Wow. So that would be painful every time I would have, you know, a bowel, I would feel certain pains like that. And when I came back from my Puerto Rico trip in the beginning of September, that's when it all hit me. And I was starting to have my first intense flare up. Wow! So the flare up is when your intestines and, you know, your system is inflamed and it's, you know, on fire and your immune system is fighting itself you know so I actually went to a new gastroenterologist to get a second opinion and instead of having ulcerative colitis they determined it as Crohn's disease so the difference between the two is that ulcerative colitis I believe focuses mainly on the large intestine and and, in the colon I believe and Crohn's disease affects it all so my type of Crohn's disease I have is infecting my colon and my small intestine. But along with that, I have something called perianal disease, which is the pain that I get in my anus, mm-hmm. which is the hemorrhoids. I get little cuts sometimes and that results in, you know, pain, what felt like the sharp glass Yeah. Um, and a handful of other like itchiness and bleeding and that sort of thing. So I, she prescribed me another steroid. So on this time, I was taking, you know, prednisone and Budesonide and these types of medicines. And it was helping just cover it, you know, not really helping the situation deep down inside, but helping just cover it a bit. And I also developed a lot of joint pain. I developed um, anemia. I was anemic, iron deficiency, You know, I got these rashes on my legs, really painful. There were nights where I couldn't, you know, even walk. My mom would help me get into the bathtub and I would, you know, screech and cry in pain because it was unbearable, like just bending my knees or walking, going up the stairs, all things that I had never struggled with, I started to deal with. On top of going to the bathroom 20 times a day, 10 times a day, You know, and at times it's not a lot of things. It's like, I'm straining, I'm straining and nothing wants to come out, but I feel like I have so much. Mm -hmm. So we took a trip to the hospital and there they did another scan and there they prescribed me more medicine. And um, I decided to go with another doctor. And this time um, it was honestly just what God had for me because this doctor is Christian And uh, it was just a completely different environment. He explained to my parents, like, what Crohn's disease is. They are able to for now. And this is when he started to introduce Humira. So fast forward to February of 2020. And I started Humira at that month. And it is an injection at home that I put in either my tummy or my leg. But for me, it's easier in my tummy because I have more fat. So it's easier to grab. Mm -hmm. And I was doing that every two weeks. So right now, I'm currently on human every week because I started to uh, develop antibodies. So that's where I'm at right now. Prior to Crohn's disease, I was a very positive person, go lucky, you know, everything is happy and good I never had any struggles I never had any you know depression or anxiety I never struggled with anything like that but once the Crohn's disease hit me it was something that you know happens when you least expect it so now I'm on Humira Weekly I'm waiting to see um the results and i'm hoping that i feel better soon. every day is different. so some days i feel good. crohn's is really just a roller coaster of feelings. it's you know an, an invisible illness. so on the outside i could be looking good, i could be looking healthy. and then really i'm just fatigued. you know, i'm in pain, going to the bathroom multiple times a day, and i forgot to mention that um, from, from August of 2019 of last year to December, I lost another 30 pounds. And that was solely because of, uh, no appetite. So in 2019, I lost a total of 60 to 70 pounds. Wow. And, and something that was hard was accepting it and being able to feel good because I did half of the work, but the second half was all because of this illness this yeah. disease. and people were giving me credit for, you know, achieving this weight loss goal because they saw me working out earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. They saw me feeling good. They saw me eating mindfully. You know, I post a lot. I posted what I would eat in a day. I posted mm-hmm. my workouts, you know, it was something that I was proud that I achieved. But that second 30 pounds was because I wasn't healthy. I wasn't eating. I would eat maybe like a cup of applesauce a day, crackers. I had no appetite. I was nauseous. So I remember when I posted like one of my first pictures of where you could see physically how much I changed. And people were saying, wow, you look incredible. What did you do? Tell us your secret. And it's hard because I didn't do anything. Like I lost majority of this weight because of Crohn's disease. I'm not healthy right now. I'm not, I didn't lose this weight in a healthy way. Yeah. And it would sometimes make me angry because I know people came from like a, a good place and they were happy to see me like, you know, look a certain way, but I didn't do anything. Mm. I didn't lose that weight in myself. Like, it wasn't healthy. So now I finally was able to gain a little bit of weight back, which is good because weight wise, I'm feeling healthy. I'm not as pale. I'm not like anemic anymore. I just still have like a low iron, but I was able to gain some weight back and have an appetite again, which is such a blessing because not having an appetite is horrible. I would not be able to eat food. I would have lunch with my family and, you know, the food is on the table and I'd have just like a fistful amount of food. And that would fill me up and I would cry because I wanted to eat more. But yep. I couldn't, I couldn't eat more. And on top of that, I would feel sick after. Mm-hmm. I would feel pain in my stomach. <sighs> so now, now I'm finally have my appetite back, praise the Lord. But I still do get You know, abdominal pain. I still have nausea sometimes when I'm in the bathroom. I still have, you know, fatigue at least every day around like three, four o'clock is when it really hits me. And it's not that afternoon, you know, tiredness that everybody gets. It's not that afternoon crash. It's an actual fatigue where I cannot function. Wow. I cannot keep my eyes open. I cannot do anything. And it's crazy because I have never experienced this type of fatigue. Yeah, And then also I have a lot of um, hair loss and hair thinning, mainly because of the Humira. My hair right now is so thin and it's something that has made me incredibly insecure. And if you know me, I never struggled with insecurities. Mm-hmm. I, And I'm not saying that to like, Boasting myself or you know Mm -hmm. oh look at me like I have no idea I'm perfect no not at all like I of course had little things but never like insecure and with this hair loss there were times where I cried because of how thin my hair is and how ugly I felt because of my hair Mm -hmm. and then I feel guilty because Mm -hmm. you know there are people who are struggling with real hair loss who are struggling with cancer and you know Diseases that are taking their lives away. But I want to remind myself and I want to, you know, spread this message that your feelings are valid. Mm -hmm. We can't compare ourselves in our diseases and our illnesses to other people. What we're going through is, what you're personally going through is your own battle and we're all going to deal with it in a certain way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it any less, Mm -hmm. you know? So I have to keep reminding myself that, that not to feel guilty, but also to be thankful. Yes. You know, it's a balance. It's a balance.
0: Now, how do you, like, how were you able to, I don't know, because I, you had mentioned before about like the depression and all of that. Like what, what got you through?
1: Honestly, at that moment, my family, my boyfriend and my friends. Like my friends really came through to me. They sent me cards. They wrote me like letters. They created like these self care baskets and they gifted it to me. Uh, my family. The fact that they were just understanding. My yeah. mom, you know, currently like always praying for me. My parents would always pray for me. So that was just the first thing itself, like prayer, mm-hmm. and just them being there for me you know, mm-hmm. and being open, I think being open and, and communicating how you're feeling and having it as a discussion and being open. I think that really helps you get out of it. Yeah. Because you're able to express yourself. And sometimes it's hard because with Crohn's and with other autoimmune diseases, it's hard for other people to understand. Yes. Unless you're going through it as well. So thankfully, I've also found other platforms like Facebook groups, IBD communities, you know, IBD irritable disease. Okay. So Instagram pages with, you know, people who advocate for IBD and Crohn's disease. So that also has been helpful because I know that I'm not alone.
0: Yeah, that's great. Now in times of like, your own spiritual because like you had the support from your family and your friends and you know you were very transparent on social media with your process of you know of Humera and all of that which by the way I've heard of Humera for years through these commercials and Mm -hmm. it's right like it's so Mm -hmm. weird that you hear about it but you kind of you don't know anyone that's dealing with it so you don't really think twice about it but then after mm-hmm. you started being so transparent and just showing us your journey now I'm like I see it
1: everywhere everywhere which <laughs> by the way tonight is actually my tonight is actually my injection night so oh, okay I have my hero injection tonight but okay. yeah it's, crazy. So, it's like when you get a new car uh-huh. you start to see that car <laughs> everywhere <laughs> it's true <laughs> Now
0: in regard to like your your relationship with God like how were you able to like remain faithful like especially in during these times of uncertainty like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure there were dark moments but what what brought you through like was there a moment that you know I don't know the presence of God you know just yes. He spoke to you and, you know, so if you can explain.
1: Yes. So in the beginning, I was very angry and confused as to why this was happening to me. And my relationship with God wasn't what it is now. I was, you know, distant. I wasn't really going to church. I wasn't reading the word. I wasn't really praying. Mm -hmm. I was just, you know, a Christian and I would read my Bible app you know, verse every couple of days. That's the kind of like what I was going through. And I wasn't listening to worship music. So once this hit me, I was just angry. I was angry and I was confused. And I was, you know, why is this happening to me? Questioning. And then slowly I started to realize, you know, I need God. You know, I need him to... Be here for me, and I know that he's here for me, and I know that he is faithful. Mm -hmm. And just being around like my parents who are constantly praying, I think that's something as well because it keeps me grounded, you know. So, when I started Humera in February, I was so anxious that day. I was, you know, you can't explain it. If you struggle with anxiety, you know, but it's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. So, I was so anxious that day, crying and when i go into the nurse's office she had z88.3 playing mm. and i can only imagine what's playing at that moment mm. okay so that immediately i i immediately felt god's presence yeah i felt him like wrapped around me like he's taking care of me you know and after that that's when i slowly started to reconnect with the lord and Each injection, you know, I would pray over my body and I would have music, worship music playing in the background because that's what calms me. Because honestly, each injection, I would feel different emotions. Some weeks I would feel positive and I'm happy that I have this medicine and that it's helping me. Other weeks I would be, you know, crying. Why is this happening to me? Why do I have to do this injection? The pain, you know... I'm tired of this. So it's this roller coaster of emotions, But as of recently, I've really, you know, surrendered. and I just decided to let it go and just completely trust God. that and that doesn't mean that I still don't feel this roller coaster of emotions, but I'm more at peace when I do my injections and with this disease. And I don't let my emotions take me over. Now, I still have my days, yeah, but for the most part, I'm at so much more peace than I was when I got diagnosed. Wow.
0: Now, you had mentioned earlier before we started answering these questions, like you said that you mentioned how if you had to go if you had to go through this just so that you can get closer to God. Like, then it's I would
1: take it, yeah. I would take it because honestly, like, it's been years since I've reconnected with the Lord like this, like, feeling His presence and you know, reading the word and praying on my knees and just feeling His closeness. It has been so many years, and oftentimes we blame circumstances or you know. Relationships, or we blame things that make us distant from God. Mm -hmm. But all we can blame is ourselves. My relationship with my boyfriend, for example, he didn't push me away from God. My relationship with Instagram, that's not pushing me away from God. I'm the one who pushed myself away. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who chose to be on Instagram instead of praying. I'm the one who chose to go out, you know. And socialize with friends instead of being going to church on a Sunday morning. I'm the one who chose to go out to brunch on a Sunday instead of going to church. And not that anything's wrong with those things. But when those things are taking your time away from God, then that's a red flag. And we easily blame it on other people and other things. And with Crohn's, I couldn't let that be another thing that pushed me away from God and Mm -hmm. continued to be angry with him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use the situation and trust in him. And if he does heal me, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But if he doesn't praise the Lord and thank you, Jesus, he's Mm -hmm. still good. And Mm -hmm. like I mentioned earlier, if I solely got Crohn's disease just so that it brought me back to this place, I'll take it and I'll take it a million times over again, because there's nothing like having a relationship with the Lord.
0: Amen. Natalie, thank you. Yeah. And my final question would be, you know, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling, you know, with their faith, with uncertain times, with healing especially, and it doesn't necessarily have to be themselves. It could be a family member, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone, you know, who's struggling? Because, you know, You're living, you're living testimony right now. Mm -hmm. And what you just said is like, even if I get healed or I don't, as long as all of this is for his glory, as long as all of this, you know, this is bringing me closer to God, then I'll just take it, you know, but not a lot of people can, can say the same. So what advice would you give to someone who's struggling with that?
1: I think it's honestly the same as like, when you're trying to lose weight, you have to push yourself to go to the gym. So you have to push yourself to have a relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, surround yourself with worship and you have to, sur- your life has to be based off of prayer. Like recently I read um, a Bible verse in First Thessalonians and it says to pray continually, uh, rejoice always, and give thanks in all circumstances. And that is the Lord's will in our life. That's his will in our life. So I think those three points, like pray continually. Like God just wants to have a relationship. And whether you're in the car or, you know, you're doing your makeup or you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're laying in bed. I think he just wants to have, you know, that dialogue with you. Even if he's silent, you know, God wants to speak to you and he can speak to you in many ways. You yes. just have to be sensitive to his voice. hmm And like rejoicing, you know, what does rejoice mean? Like it means celebrating. It means, you know, being joyful and it's hard. It's so hard to be joyful in hard times. But when you're thankful throughout all of the circumstances, it really shifts your perspective. So I think those are my three tips and it's literally the Bible and you just have to do it. You just have to push yourself. Like, pushing yourself, go to the gym, take five minutes, 10 minutes and pray daily and make that turn that into a routine. You know, recently I started doing these 21 day, um, Bible verse, like challenges or programs. And every day I read the verse that they say, and, and then I do some reflecting and I write down, you know, my thoughts and, and that's been a huge help. Like, that's what started this This passion again within me. That's what started again. Yeah. So that's my tip. Just go after it. You can't keep making excuses. Amen. Natalie, thank you so much. You're <laughs> welcome. I hope that wasn't too complicating to understand. I know it can be all over the place, but, you know, just we have to be kind to people. We never know what they're going through. Exactly. Like disease it's an invisible illness you could see me you could see my weight loss you could see you know my career could be thriving or whatever but you don't you never know what the person is going through and mm-hmm. a lot of people stay silent yeah so we have to be kind to people and we have to be just merciful and gracious and you know have compassion yes you need to have compassion
0: yes it's true. That's wonderful. Natalie, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, for being transparent and resilient. And you're such a blessing to me. We've known each other for I don't know, I've been here for 15 years. So I've known you
1: for most of those
0: years. Almost all of those years. Yeah. And I've seen you grow and and you're my friend and I love you. My great friend. And I just I'm so from our conversation a few months ago till now, like I've seen God work in your life, and I'm just yes. so happy for what's in store for you. Um, yes. And just know that I'm always here. I'm always just a, a phone call away. Yeah, so much. Thank all. you so much for sharing your story, you know, with us. And I know that for a fact, it's gonna bless others. So thank
1: know. you again. <laughs> thank you again for having me. I love being here and just sharing my experiences with you all
0: awesome. Love you, girl. Love you. And thank you all for tuning into Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Benevolence Podcast. Benevolence Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for next Monday's episode of Benevolence. You don't want to miss it. Bye.